Hey there! Thank you for tuning in to Trans Planar RPG! We are an all-transgender, people-of-color-led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition livestreamed actual play campaign set in an original, non-colonial, anti-orientalist world. I am your Game Master, Connie, my pronouns are they, he, and she, and this is my cast. My name is C, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Okahaye, an Osmar blood hunter slash monster hunting expert. I'm Erica, and I play V Shurzo, your lovable elf sorcerer slash charlatan with draconic ancestry. My name is Lyra, and I use they-she pronouns. I play Manaya Wairua, a half-orc fighter with a sailing background. I'm Max, my pronouns are they-them, and I play Dewey Quirk, an Aarakocra artificer and researcher on the run from his former employers at the Ohanahi Research Laboratory. You can support Transplaner RPG by pledging to our Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res assets, and much, much more. As a heads up, this podcast is stitched together from the video of our Twitch streams. I promise the audio quality improves as we upgrade our gear, and I'm so excited for you to listen to this campaign. You can also support us by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps immensely with getting new listeners to find us. So, with that out of the way, here are the content warnings for this episode. Content warnings for this episode include fantasy violence, body horror, gore, squelching noises, and comatose states. Arc 1, Episode 13 Hunger Prays to Rage From Where Our Protests Sound by Linnell Moyes Early afternoon looks good on Dabathati, the capital of the Republic of Talmud and a mighty mountain stronghold built into the side of the rugged godspine. In the market and residential district of Saraksha, street vendors hawk kebabs and steamed buns from carts, while children laugh and frolic in shallow puddles pooling around the slick rock ground from mighty waterfalls splashing down into public springs. In the entertainment, arts, and sciences district of Thristi, eager crowds queue in front of dance theaters, dressed in their best saris and suits, while plumes of colorful gas and smoke spark from the chimneys of nearby laboratories. Finally, in the strict military district of Vinash, the day and night watch volunteers spar in nearby training grounds. These are the three chambers of the beating heart of Dabathati. Protection, creation, destruction. Working together in harmony, these three heads of Yudabathi, the god of war and mountains, are unstoppable. Which brings us to the Ujval Mines. Far, far, far pressed against the back of Dabathati are the mines. A complex and precarious network of ladders, ropes, platforms, and ramps allows miners to shuffle their way up and down the huge walls, spiraling all the way up to the vaulted ceiling of this mountain stronghold. Entrances pockmark their way into the godspine, where rich ore and mineral deposits have rocketed the Republic from a minor player to a major player in Endake, its wealth able to rival even the kingdom of Tulong to the southeast. 
And within this mine, deeper than where even the most experienced tunnelers have gotten, we find our four heroes. Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and V. The four of you are standing not in front of a minecart, not wielding pickaxes or wearing hard hats, but rather in the middle of a vast, huge corridor lined with colorful murals with a tangle of swinging blades that were activated, Manaya, when you stepped on a pressure plate, uh, basically, last session. These uh, huge swinging blades, thanks to Dewey's quick thinking, a crowbar, and some flying, are now tangled up amongst each other and some inertia causes them to still swing a little uh, but they're they're no longer deadly and, and in your way and instead the four of you including uh, five now actually including Shakor who's this bald kind of doughy human man a, a priest of the cult of the children of Chrysalis uh, with whom V has struck a kind of deal of sorts uh, is here to basically help and act as your healer because you don't have any healers dedicated healers in your party um, so the five of you stand now in front of uh, this huge door this huge wall at the end of this corridor. Remember, your mission here is to discover the source of these strange, magically induced rages that have been gripping the miners. It seems to be radiating out from deeper in the Godspine. This is why you're going deeper into the Godspine. Um, and seems to be racking uh, miners with, with rage and, and, and primal fury. And now, the five of you stand in front of a huge door. It's 25 feet tall. Uh, and it is decorated with intricate carvings of, you see, mountains, waves, and clouds. Uh, the door doesn't really have any visible knobs or levers or any other mechanisms that, you know, you could you pull on and you could open it. Uh, but you do notice something else that's really interesting. Uh, there is a five-foot-wide stone wheel uh, on this door with four rings. There is one outer ring, two, inner, two middle rings, and one inner ring, in the very middle. And it juts out from the center of the door uh, about five feet into the air. Uh, each ring, you see, uh, is adorned around, around its edges with the same set of eight different symbols. And the way the rings are arranged make it so that at any given point, uh, four symbols form a vertical line that goes straight down the middle of the wheel. You stole this from Skyrim. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, I did. Bleak Falls Barrow. Yep, Bleak Falls Barrow. I scanned the room for the symbols that are on the rings. Dewey, you turn around and you look for the symbols that you see on the rings. You don't seem to see any. Yeah, I think uh, approaches the door carefully uh, and runs their hand along some of the symbols. Okay. Are they, like, are they kind of like relief carvings? Yes, yeah. Well, there are eight symbols on each of them, and there are eight... I mean, I glance at a chakra. Well, there were eight gods. So if we should try lighting them up. We have uh, Udabathi here, was it? Can I try to, can I try to like, pin which symbols belong to each of the gods? Yeah, so uh, the, the eight symbols are as follows. Uh, there is a symbol of a sun. Uh, there's a symbol of a fox's head with antlers coming out of it. Uh, there's a symbol of a scroll, waves, a snowflake, a feather, a hand playing the bagpipes, and a mountain. 
Right now, uh, the way that the um, the middle symbol basically is lined up is it's it's the sun all the way down. It's nighttime. I imagine we have to make the sun rise to open the door. Uh, Oka's gonna try to like p- push on it. Do you move the outer ring? The one with the symbols on it. I'm trying to get the sun to There go are four different ones with symbols door. on them. All four of them can move. There's the outer ring, the two middle, and the inner one. They're like concentric circles inside each mm-hmm. other. And like the, the widths between that form between the lines are where the symbols are. Would anything about this ring any bells for Oka in terms of like star charts or mapping or some kind of like story or like teachings of the gods? Uh, why don't like anything about like how to place the gods when you record them or write them? Why don't you roll religion as you're looking at this uh, this ring? Seven. 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 Uh, no, Oka. As you're looking at this door, you it can't you can't really make heads or tails out of it. Uh, there are eight symbols, and you can basically figure like, okay, Manaya's right with a seven. The eight symbols, each of them represents a different god. Uh, so the sun with a seven. This is pretty elementary stuff. Is is Galtanger. Um, the fox's head with antlers represents Sen. The scroll represents Mengshen, Jirdi, knowledge. The waves, obviously Mahu, the goddess of tempest uh, and storm. The snowflake represents Mahu's older sister, Nitbuza, goddess of ice and thread. Um, the feather represents the raven queen, because ravens have feathers. Uh, and the hand playing the bagpipes represents God and Nectus. Uh, the, the hand is God, the bagpipes are Nectus. And the mountain represents Yudabathi. Um, looking at this, it seems like the, the 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 sun all the way down also seems to be like a perhaps the default setting of this, and it hasn't been unlocked quite yet. Again, you remember that there are murals painted uh, on the walls in the corridor. Manai's gonna pipe up. Dewey, you have experience with machines. Is there any? Can you see anything on this that might give us a hint into what? what we might need to set this to to open this door. I don't really have experience with door, and I don't think I can just brute force it with a crowbar like I did the other trap. Um, I turn around to look at the room. Okay. Uh, Dewey, as you turn around to look at the room, uh, I believe it was V who sort of examined the walls last time. So again, Dewey, you, you see you see these murals, um, and they seem to be cut into three distinct sections uh, from, from the Let's call them beginning, middle, and end. So the beginning's at the very front of the corridor, the middle's in the middle, and the end is by where you're standing right now. And because you're right by the end, um, you see, like, this third and final mural, sort of, like, all around you, uh, sort of depicts a person uh, with three heads. One of the heads is an elf, the other head is an orc, and the final head is a dwarf, uh, sort of wreathed in thunder clouds, uh, floating above a kind of jagged mountaintop. Um, and you see, like, sort of arcing over the ceiling, this person is hurtling uh, a thunderbolt, various thunderbolts into, and on the other side of the corridor, uh, stormy waters. Uh, and from this collision is springing, it's like creating people, uh, crackling with lightning and life. Uh, and these people you see uh, begin as it's like etched all the way back around uh, to the other side of the corridor again. Um, you see them tilling the land, farming the sea, uh, raising animals and children. Can I turn the, the outermost ring uh, so that the symbol for Yudabafi mountain is on top? Sure. Yes. Uh, yeah, why don't we make a strength check? Oh, great. Love that. 
17. 17. That is more than sufficient. Uh, Dewey, you walk up to the bo- the outermost ring, and you're able to, uh, your muscles strain, your feathers sort of ruffle a little bit as you turn, uh, crack, uh, this big uh, stone wheel, and you you turn it all the way until the symbol of the mountain is at the top. Do I feel like a click or anything indicating it's the right one? Uh, your passive perception does not allow you to hear anything. Uh, but Manaya and Oka, the two of you, your ears perk and you hear like a, the smallest, the tiniest of clicks. That sounded right. Shall we make the other I match? think you're onto something here, Cardu. That's all I've got. I wonder if we... So, Manaya's gonna uh... spin the rings that are inside the outer ring to match with Yudavathi on top. Make a strength check. Oka, could, could you tell me a hand? Yeah. Uh, instead of lifting Manaya, Oka goes to get up onto Manaya's shoulders. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. Okay. Yeah, that's more than sufficient. Uh, Oka, you clamber onto Manaya's shoulders. Uh, why don't the two of you just make like a combined dexterity check? It's going to be a low DC to see if you can hold this. Can I make an athletics check? Um, yeah, because like, you're on the bottom, I'll allow it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Nice. It's 23. Got a nine. But I ro- the, my first two rolls today were a two and a three, so that's the, nine the high, total. highest <laughs> roll for C so far. A uh, nine is fine. It's a very low DC, like I said. And uh, Manaya, with her stellar twenty three, is able to you know handle you and hold you upright, even though you're like stumbling a little. Uh, so Oka, make a strength check as you rotate mm-hmm. the wheels. Are you rotating both all, all the remaining three to mountain? Uh, I don't think so. Or we can start there. Okay, so you start uh, with the uh, middle if- ring the outer middle ring, and you rotate it. So make a strength check. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. A four! A two, a three, and a four! I'm just gonna keep climbing until I finally get to a fucking 20. Would you like <gasps> to Would you like to uh, use a point of inspiration? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess I will. Alright, that's better. That was a 19. Okay, that is sufficient. Uh, with my strength, that's a 21. That is more than sufficient. You rotate it to the mountain, right? And you sort of perk your ears, but you don't hear the same click. I'm gonna... Instead of going to uh, the mountain, Oka is then going to shift it to the sun. Okay. You, you, with your 21, you're able to shift the rest of these without an additional check. You shift it, to the, you shift it back to the sun. Gunk. No click. Oka, can you change it so that the middlemost one is the wave? And then uh, the middle ones are lightning bolts? Yudabafi creates lightning, I believe. Shift the the next one to waves though, so it's mountain mountains waves. Okay, as you as you sort uh, to the waves, you don't hear a click. What about the centermost one? Could that be waves? Okay, try the center to try waves. the center one. No click. Uh, and actually, as you as you sort of try like maneuvering it, uh, the four of you hear a like a low rumble, like a like coming from within the walls. Okay, I can hold you up all day, but it doesn't seem we have the time. Uh, Oka just starts just fucking spinning them. Just spinning them until I hear a click. Tell me where to go! The third one into uh, the waves. We've got the first one, and but we don't have the second one, third, or the fourth, right? Yes, you, you guessed one correctly. Uh, just sort of by looking at the mural, by looking at the third mural, the one closest to you, you were able to deduce that mountains were Yudabathi you had something to do with this. Uh, you haven't really looked at the rest of the murals yet. Um, and you, you, spun, you, you were able to spin the outer ring into mountains. Uh, but as you were trying the, the, the remaining three, they didn't seem to click in the same way. 
do we? Would you mind flying over and look, taking a look at the other murals? You're the fastest out of us, and I okay. don't know how much time we have. Yep. I okay. fly over there. Uh, so, Dewey, you, you pause sort of in the middle of all of these, like, slowly swinging chains, like, flapping your wings and looking around. Uh, and you see this middle mural. Uh, you see a person, uh, a person with uh, the antlers of an elk, the face of a fox, uh, and the legs of a rabbit blowing clouds from their mouth. And these clouds go uh, over the, the vaulted ceiling. Um, you see the clouds eventually forming the figure of a person, a humanoid springing to life uh, and carving stone, forging jewelry and weapons, making music, raising children. Try the the fox sailor one. I'm not great with gods. Send yeah. it. Okay, you turn. Click. That seemed to work. Perfect. Uh, so Dewey, you fly to the very entrance again of uh, for this first the beginning mural, let's say, uh, and this one depicts. Two primary figures. One is a young woman uh, with long sort of black uh, hair made of feathers uh, standing next to an old, very old woman with hair made of waves. Uh, And these two women, you see them like hard at work, uh, chiseling the side of a glacial mountain. And eventually out of this mountain uh, comes a person made of ice and snow. And this person seems to spring to life uh, and begins farming, mining, metalworking, raising little ice children of their own. Uh, but the fourth ring, we tried waves and it wasn't that. No, it wasn't that. Okay, I relayed this information to them about what I saw. The <laughs> Raven Queen and Nitbuza. Yeah. Nitbuza is the older sister. Mahu is known for waves, or for her waves. If she had waves... Water for hair couldn't be Nibusa, but Nibusa is the older one. Yeah, and Dewey, as you look at the mural, it's, it's like an old ass woman. It's like a really old lady. She's like hunched over on a cane, and and Maku is typically woman. yeah, Maku is typically depicted as a young woman. Nibusa as like an, as the crone, basically. I'll start with trying the third ring to the Raven Queen to the feather. Okay, you go click. There's just the inner ring left. Uh, inner ring to Nibusa. There's like a moment of silence as you're all like waiting. And then you hear a click. Uh, and then there's another brief pause. And then the, the shaking from earlier seems to like stop. But a different shaking begins as, as the door splits open down the middle. Like in the middle of all the symbols, like a seam opens and it begins to glow, kind of this iridescent glow. And then uh, the door opens, like splits open halfway and it uh, swings open, admitting entry into the next chamber. Uh, at this minute, I was going to step back, uh, maybe lose her balance just a little bit with Oka on top. Oh of yeah, her. Oka's going to go, oh, watch it, watch it, watch it. Hey, hold on. <laughs> right, right, right. And she's going to like kneel down, let Oka get off. I think Oka just makes note of it. Does this, does this like progression of gods mean anything to them? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming Dewey's like narrating out loud everything I described, so everyone knows what the murals look like. So if you all wanted to, you can roll history. I mean, I'm specifically interested in Mahu, or I guess Nibuza, Nibuza making, being depicted as old, or like that, that whole imagery between a woman with waves for hair, but mm-hmm. still old and carving people out of ice. Mm-hmm. That seems to be conflicting imagery. Yeah, just like from her childhood stories or whatever. I rolled a 16 for history. Okay, 16 from V? 23. 23 from Oka. Dewey? I rolled a 17. 17, Manaya? 
21. Okay, you all did pretty well. You all did pretty well hey. as you're, like, trying to cobble all of these uh, images together. Uh, and you can sort of tell, let's just go from, like, the, the first to the third. The first mural, the one that was troubling Manaya the most, uh, with the young young woman with feathery hair and the older woman with waves for hair. Um, yeah, these represent uh, the Raven Queen and Nitbuza. Uh, and Manaya... You rolled high enough to know that perhaps your upbringing was a little um, insular to Uhanahi, uh, and you would not be very familiar with how Morosans would depict Nitbuza. Uh, you, as an Uhan person, uh, would think that Nitbuza is just sort of like ice. You know, it's stagnant water. It's just it's frozen water. But it appears that perhaps there are differing interpretations of that across Endake, and this is one such interpretation. All three of these murals depict the gods. So the first one is the Raven Queen and Nitbuza working together. The second one is Sen, and the third one is Udabathi and Udabathi's three heads. And these murals all depict sort of the same thing, which is these gods creating people. They're creating a kind of people. And based on the huge corridor and the huge wall uh, and the mythos that uh, various citizens of Dabatati have told you, Oka, specifically, these people aren't just people, they're giants. These three murals put together depict the creation of the primordial giant. Um, the first mural seems to depict, because it's based on like, ice and snow, very likely frost uh, or ice giants, some kind of snow giants, snow people, perhaps. Uh, the second mural with, like, uh, blowing, you know, sand blowing clouds out, uh, you know, very music-based, perhaps, like, a cloud giant or some sort of, like, atmospheric giant, air giant, maybe. Um, and the third mural with Yudabathi um, of, like, throwing thunderbolts into stormy waters, perhaps some sort of, like, sea or tempest giant or some sort of storm giant, like the three different kinds of giants. So even with your high, high, you know, history roles, why the gods perhaps would have created the giants or and why these gods specifically still eludes you? Well, friends, before we uh, move on, I suggest we proceed with extreme caution based on this room. No kidding. Do we? Uh, as the door sort of it, the door has stopped opening, right? It's now like settled into this like kind of ominous silence. Uh, as the next chamber is revealed to you. And Dewey, you kind of feel your heart drop a little. Your gut, your heart sort of drops a little into your gut because based on your, uh, what you did last time when you were searching uh, for constructs, this would be the chamber it would be in. Maybe proceed with extreme caution? I, someone else go first. Dewey, do you know something about what's ahead? Uh, I just have a gut feeling that like not giants but something's in the next it's probably nothing let's go well i'll go for I'll, I'll go first put, put your squishy sorcerer up front let's do that i've got the most stealth that's that's true i guess that is true uh so v you step in first what about the rest of you what do you do i'll follow her uh, oka will flank v okay oh okay okay oka you flank manaya dewey let's keep our friend in the center of us and we can be on all around Okay, sounds good. So V and Oka, you're kind of in front, and then let's say uh, Dewey and Shakor are kind of in the middle, and Manaya are bringing up the rear. Does that sound good? Okay, uh, so the five of you move past these big double doors yawning open. Uh, so you're casting light on the cigar, and it, it, it sort of, you hold it aloft, uh, and you step inside. And past this immense door is an even immenser, uh, circular this time, kind of spherical uh, chamber. 
uh, and sort of similar to the corridor you came in from, uh, this chamber has these tall, kind of vaulted ceilings and smooth, kind of curved walls, uh, decorated not with painted murals, uh, but with intricate kind of geometric designs uh, that sort of evoke, as you're looking at it, it sort of looks like diamonds, you know, and like gems and precious ores. Uh, and the centerpiece that draws all of your eyes, but yours specifically, V, the centerpiece uh, of this chamber is a huge tiered, sort of like, almost like a ziggurat, uh, stone platform. And at the very top of the ziggurat uh, is a truly ginormous stone chest uh, with a partially open stone lid. And even from your vantage point at the bottom of this platform, you can clearly see the warm glow of huge golden coins, huge fat gold coins uh, sort of like glowing out uh, from inside this chest and the glimmering of, of priceless gems uh, just based on the size of the, of the glimmer it's probably the size of your head, each gem finally, and Dewey, your eyes are drawn to these, you see three large statues made of crystal one is sort of like directly across from you on the other side of the chamber so the northern face, let's say uh, one is at the southeastern face, and one is at the southwestern face of the chamber, sort of forming a triangle if you were to draw lines around them. Um, and each statue is about like f 15 feet tall, so very, very quite tall, um, vaguely humanoid. Uh, and they're all made of like this like pale blue crystal. Uh, and all three of them like kind of look the same. They sort of almost look identical. They don't really have a face. It's just sort of like a form. And they all, all three of them have sort of like their, their, their fists like this in front, of their, in front of their chests, and none of them are moving. You know, this may surprise you coming from me, but uh, this seems too good to be true. I don't know if I want anything to do with this. Manaya drops a hand on her shoulder and says, Well, you were here to look for the vault of Banuo, was it? You reach across the other three of us to put your hand on me. <laughs> yeah, you wish. Like, you wish. <laughs> I'm, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to go up and look at things, right? And investigate, see what we got going on up there. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt, right? I think it might actually hurt quite a lot. Yeah. You don't, uh, something else to notice, you don't notice a door. This almost seems like a dead end. Or just upon immediate glance, you don't notice a door. I'm large enough to set off any trap the giants would have put out. It seems V and Dewey are the lightest, so if you'd like to dance and fly around, give it, give it a look. Might be the safest bet before we all step in. I think V is going to get closer to everything and with these tears up I think I just want to like investigate and just like look if there's anything that looks like you know steps that could like click or do something that I wouldn't want. Okay yeah so why don't you roll investigation as you're slowly going up the steps right like making sure you don't like set off any traps okay <laughs> that one you don't, you don't see okay uh, V you don't see anything at all like at all. Well, to, to go in spirit with the Nat one, because I, I do want, uh, I think V is just going to be like, everything looks good, and I, uh, she's going to dance up and down the tears and, <laughs> and like, no. touch stuff. Okay. Not uh, take anything, not take anything, but just like, see, everything looks fine. Uh, great, V, you sort of do your Joaquin Phoenix Joker impression as you go up and down the stairs, uh, sort of all dancing right. your way. Uh, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Everything is, remains silent and still until you reach the very top of the platform, V. And you look down. So as V looks down at the chest, what are the rest of you doing? Something isn't sitting right with Oka. 
Ever since they got in here, there's no blood on the floor. There's no footprints. There's no scraps of clothing. There's no dirt. That's not sitting right with Oka. They don't know where the, all of, like, the hundreds of disappeared people who are supposed to be in here have gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they're, like, really just, like, sh- like shifting their gaze back and forth. Some Something is off. Why don't you make a perception uh, check around they, like, the room? 22. 22! Um, I yell at my dice, and so now they feel better. Once V has moved away, like, once V's light has moved away, Oka will light one for them and Manaya. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Oka, you light like in, their hands. in your hands. A little ball of light appears, and you're, like, looking around cautiously. Uh, yeah, and your eyes fall in something, um, uh, a little, let's say, aberration in the wall that doesn't sort of match the rest of the geometric designs. Sort of, like, between the statue to the north and the statue to the southwest, you see sort of, like, these three little divots in the wall. But from where you're standing, that's all you can really see. Go like narrows their eyes at it mm-hmm. uh, and prods Manaya gently. Okay. He's like, what's over there? Manaya is eyeing the, the tall crystal statues carefully. Okay, Manaya, since you're looking at the statues, you notice something else uh, about them. Uh, each one of these statues has a gem embedded into its body somewhere. Uh, the one to the north uh, has a black a big black kind of maybe like obsidian or onyx uh, gem embedded sort of on its in the middle of its chest. Uh, the one to the southwest, so to your left, uh, has sort of like a big red, maybe like a ruby uh, gem uh, embedded on one of its fists. Uh, and the final one to your right uh, has a big golden gem, maybe like a, a yellow quartz or something uh, embedded on its forehead. Crystal gem style. Just like in Steve. Just like Steven's yeah, universe, just like guys. It's just, this is just like Steven's universe. I don't know what that is, but I'm not taking a chance with these statues. Uh, Neither am I. So, Dewey, what are you doing? Dewey's just pieced together that the gems probably need to go in the wall. Okay, as you're uh, as you're as you're piecing this together, V, you've reached the top. You're looking down at the treasure chest. Legends of the Vault of Banul begin to fill your head. Because, wow, you see, like, a, a big, like, golden, huge golden chalice. Inside, there's just eight gems, like, the size of golf balls and ping pong balls and, and tennis balls, even. And you see, like, a crown. Like, that crown in particular, this beautiful golden crown. Actually, huh, oddly enough, it's about the size of... Uh, it would fit on your head, I think, V, as you're looking down at this chest. Make a wisdom save for me. Oh, great. Jesus. Oh my god. Uh, three. Sounds good. So V, you feel compelled. I'm not going to pilot your character, but you feel compelled to just grab some treasure. Specifically that crown. You want to wear it. You want to like, you want to put it on your head and you want to be the queen of gold. Like this, yep. this, and I think this innate greed that has always been a part of you, V, flares to the forefront. Yep, so I'm going to take my my gloved hand and just be like, here we go. And I'm just going to grab it, put it on, put like slightly tilted and be like, hey, everybody, look at me. I'm Queen V. <laughs> um, and as you say that, V, uh, you turn around and something does happen, uh, which is suddenly all four of you, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. I swear to God. Thanks, V. Motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck. I got an eight. Uh, eight from Dewey. Oka, five from Oka. 
18 from V. Yeah, fuck you. 22. 22 from Manaya. Uh, so Manaya and V, the two of you are able to sort of brace yourselves uh, as a blinding flash of light. Uh, from Oka and Dewey's perspective, just seems to explode and fill the room. And Oka and Dewey, the two of you are going to be blinded until the end of your next turn. Because we're going to enter initiative, uh, and Manaya and V, the two of you are able to sort of like fight through this huge blinding flash of light to see that it didn't come from nowhere. Sort of at once, as soon as V, as soon as v sort of put the crown on her head and started dancing, all three statues just lit up with these like huge, huge flash of light, and that's sort of what like flashed out. Um, and you see, like you hear sort of like a noise as all three of them seem to sort of like ver to life, and you hear like the creaking and cracking of like crystal and rock and mineral grinding against each other as all three of them take a huge step out from the wall that they were like half embedded in, and like a shower of rocks and pebbles falls to the ground as goosh. Like the the entire chamber vibrates as each a crystal construct takes a step out. And I'm gonna need y'all to roll initiative. So tell me what y'all got. I got 20. Same. Okay. Me too. What? 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 What the fuck? The three of you? What? Okay, wait. Oka, Oka, what did you get? Seven. That's not fair. Okay. We're all having that 20s. and Dewey, whose deck score is highest? Uh, mine is 16. Plus two. Uh, just tell me the, the base number, not the modifier. 14. 14, 16, Manaya. We really have the same dexterity, okay. Dewey. So, like, if one of you wants to seed your turn. Because Manaya was able to make the con save for the light. Okay, so let's say Manaya goes first. Okay, that's fine. V is top, Manaya, and then it's going to be Dewey, and then Oka at the bottom of the order. Uh, first up is going to be V. V, you are not blinded. Uh, so you're standing on top of the ziggurat with this uh, crown on your head. What do you do? Uh, so V's going to look around and reach in deep and pull out a new spell of minute meteor. Okay. Uh, so she's gonna like crouch down and sort of explode in these six meteor orbs. Uh, we're gonna go with a fire theme with them, so they're like six meteors that are kind of flaming around. Uh, start spinning around her, orbiting her, and she's going to take as a bonus action two of those orbs and use her little magic to cast them at the southeast and the southwestern. So the red crystal. and the gold one. Yep. Sounds good. Uh, so what does that mean? Do I have to make a deck save, or is that like just an attack roll? When the meteors reach the their destination, I'm choosing the actual objects as their destination. They explode. Anything within five feet of that explosion needs to make a deck save. 14 is the DC. Okay. If they hit that, then they take half of my 2D6 fire damage. The red one saves. The gold one does not. As as the, this like flaming sphere of fire flies from your the ring of like levitating meteors around your body, try, it smashes toward the red one. Um, but instead, because it's just it's a big, it doesn't make sense for it to dive out of the way. I think what happens is the the the, the fire just sort of splashes against its its form and sort of seems to fizzle out. Um, but it, it 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 rams into the gold one and and 
there's like a miniature explosion and some loose pebbles like fall from the ceiling and litter onto the four of you and Oka and Dewey even in your blinded states you can feel these like pebbles littering onto your head and you can like hear all these noises happening and feel the tremors in the ground um so V how much damage does uh do they take the gold one, I rolled max damage of 12, and the red one, I rolled minimum damage of 2, so half that to 1. Oh god, so sounds good. So next up is actually going to be the gold one. You sort of see like the fire as it splashed against its body seem to melt a little bit of the crystal, so it's like starting to like look a little wet almost from the, the, the heat of your flames, uh, like like dripping down, um, dripping down its body. The yellow quartz or whatever this golden gem is uh, flares, like glows a little, uh, and this crystal construct shoots a laser beam. A golden laser beam from the gem on its forehead, not at any of you, but actually at the red one. And it and it zaps the red one. The glow from the ruby seems to intensify, and the red one emits this kind of like you know how like uh, Metagross from Pokemon sounds like like the like kind of yep. like metallic screeching noise. Uh, yep. It emits this kind of metallic screeching noise, and like this like like red glow. Like seems to explode and emanate out of its its fist, and it looks empowered. So next up is going to be Manaya, with Dewey on deck. Manaya is going to step one foot into the cavern and ready in action if any construct moves within melee range, sort of protect Oka and Chakra as they're getting over their blindness. So you're not going to take the initiative and go and attack? No. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so Manaya, you stand your ground. Next up is actually Dewey on deck, but before you, the one with the black uh, gem sort of in its uh, chest, I think, is going to go. So the one that's the one directly behind V. Uh, so V, you hear like a similar like voo, 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 uh, and a sort of black arc laser beam shoots out uh, from the chest. It sort of arcs over your head, and it's, it, again, it doesn't hit any of you, but it hits the red one. And the red one's, like, gem now is, like, glowing extremely brilliantly. Um, and it lets, le- lets out another screech as it becomes empowered even more uh, from this, like, black beam that's, like, shot into its body. Uh, so next up is going to be Dewey with Oka on deck. Is my sword also blinded? It was in the sheath. Uh, then I guess not, because it couldn't see the flashy- flash of light. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna just, like, pull it out and, like, toss it away from me and kind of, like... To protect me if anything tries to attack me, like, comes near us. So you're going to tell it's already in action, like Manaya? Yeah. You're not going to go and attack and take the initiative? I don't, I can't see. Well, yeah, your attacks would just have disadvantage, that's true. So you're going to wait until the end of your next turn. Okay, any reactions you take as Dewey will have disadvantage as well, uh, if it's based on sight. But your sword isn't blinded, so you could order your sword to attack without disadvantage on this turn. I don't know what's happening, because I can't. That's true. Uh, you're not really sure what's going on. Okay, uh, that's fine. So your sword comes out, and you sort of hear the voice in your head go, Wee! Here we go! Yes, 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 yes! Uh, as it like seems to whirl through the air. Uh, but what do you tell it? Uh, stay close. I, I don't know what's going on. Oh, there are these three big crystal things. They've got gems in their heads. And no, you're going to get smashed. Stay I'm going to slice them. They're not going to smash me. No, stay, stay here, please. Uh, please. Uh, well, do I get a slice soon? If they come, if they step. Well, they better step. They better step close. And your sword starts to vibrate with excitement as it begins to like sort of like whirl around Oka uh, and and uh, Shakur like extremely excitedly and almost like cutting into Oka and Shakur from like its 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 blade sort of going wild. 
Yeah, I back up into like whoever's behind me. I step step back. back into Oka then. Step back into Oka, and Oka, you feel Dewey bump into you kind of like <laughs> blindly. And Oka, before you go, actually, the it's the red one's turn. Those who can see a uh, crackle of gold energy surrounding the gem, and like a, this, like kind of like black, almost shadowy, like wreath surrounding it. This thing is going to sort of goosh, and all of you, even those who are blinded, can feel like this thing step forward, uh, and it's gonna go straight for V. Up the ziggurat, uh, and it's going to like raise its huge, huge fist, and just like. Pound V, like straight into the ground. And V, you are going to take 18 points of bludgeoning damage as this huge fist just just slams you into the ground. And I need you to make a strength save. Her crown. And what about the meteors that were... Do the meteors do anything? No, mm-hmm. they don't. But I can use them as bonus actions, but I've already taken cool. my bonus action. Uh, neg- uh, nine. <laughs> that is not quite sufficient. That means you are prone now. You're like knocked prone onto the ground, and you can sort of feel your bones crack a little underneath you. And all of you, those who can see, so Manai, you see like the meteor sort of scatter uh, as you you temporarily lose your concentration over them. Just this is for flavor. This is just for flavor. You see the meteors like scatter, like they sort of like lose like their magical form and they scatter like a- a- across the ziggurat uh, as this thing like it pummels you once. Uh, and then it draws its hand back and it's gonna pummel you again with advantage because you're prone uh, and you are going to take this time 14 points of bludgeoning damage as goosh, it like pummels your it's just it's just like it's like hitting you while you're down what, what's your health at? 14 great sounds good uh, so next up is going to be Oka there's a huge flash of light Oka's double pupils shrink like really small uh, and they do not get bigger because they can't see anything mm-hmm. and Oka like shouts uh, and stumbles back mm-hmm. and then it's just like all like too bright too much sound the ground is shaking Oka feels like the whirring of like something going past their head because of uh, little sword sun and then when Dewey like bumps into them, they just go, <laughs> you know, and they're going to use their radiant soul to just like let like let their wings come out and they just rocket upward into the air. Like blindly, you're rocketing into the air. Yep. Sounds I good. think they even like like they just like smash into the ceiling. Okay. Yeah, they're like a they're like a bird that can't see that got hit by a window and they're confused and scared. Okay. Sounds good. I really like that. Actually, why don't you take a point of inspiration for that description? Uh, your your feathery kind of like uh, angelic wings unfurl, but you do anything but angelic movement as you just sort of ricochet into the air and you smack into the ceiling. You're not going to take damage from that. This flavor, uh, but you're just like you're confused and you're flying. Then it's Shockwar's turn. Shockwar is still blinded, uh, but he seems serene almost. Uh, you can't really see him now because you're on the ground, uh, but you hear Shockwar's voice go, Prophet, V, is that you? Are you okay? Do you require my assistance? I cannot see anything, but the chrysalis guides me. I'm a little bit, uh, got the wind knocked out of me. Uh, could use a little bit of your assistance. I shall walk toward your voice and let the chrysalis guide my steps. And Shakur begins to walk, like, forward. Oh, Prophet V, please keep talking. I must let your voice guide me like light in the dark. Just keep hearing my voice. It's so soothing. 
and I, my ribs feel a little broken. I think as, as part of the damage you're taking, this is just for flavor, you're just getting pummeled over and over again. <laughs> and this is like the, the damage you've been taking so far. Like, kush, kush. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, I'm just on the ground, just like kind of wincing and being like, yep, that was definitely a rib. Broken, <laughs> broken rib. <laughs> like punctuating each each groan. And eventually, uh, Shockward makes it somehow to the top. And he's like holding out his hand. And I'm going to see if his hand lands on you or the crystal construct. Uh, I'm going to roll for that. Uh, his hand lands on your leg, uh, V. And you feel some a magic surge through your body as you take uh, nine, nine points of healing. You, take, you regain nine hit points. You feel like some of your ribs sort of suture themselves back together and crack back into place. Again, it's not a painful feeling, but it does feel extremely odd. Like, it should hurt, but it doesn't. Um, a chakra goes, there, my prophet, you are restored. Okay, that's his turn, and we're going to go back to the top of the order to V. And at the top of blinded folks' next turn, uh, you're, you're no longer blinded. So V, what do you do with a Manaya on deck? I am going to cast... Scorching Ray. Okay. With the, with the rejuvenation of being healed, I'm going to do one of those like kick flip ups. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. And uh, and then just blast three scorching rays right at this red golem like creature. Sounds good. Make an attack roll or three attack rolls, I guess. Five, eight, and twenty-three. Uh, the five and the eight are not going to hit, but the twenty-three does. So roll damage for that one. Yeah, eight fire damage. Eight fire damage. Okay. Uh, so describe to me what this looks like. So I think I'm going to flip up and like just throw the scorching rays, but obviously with a little too much zest, two of them fly just on either side of the creature, but then the one in the middle hits directly into the gut of yep. of the crystal creature. Not only does it hit directly, you actually see this sort of like veil of shadowy like bl- black light was sort of like surrounding it uh, from the other like constructs move. And your scorching ray pierces through this protective veil and it smashes into the, this thing's body. As yeah, your, your fire sort of seems to melt uh, some of the gem, like the, the mineral off of its body. I'm going to shoot the meteors. I'm going to quench, bring the meteors back into orbit around me, and I'm going to take two of them and make them swing around the creature and explode on the other side of the creature so that anything within five feet, just basically so it misses me. I don't want to collide directly cool. with the creature. Sounds good. Right behind the creature. So two two of them? Yep. So, so two meteors go, whew, like the meteors that were scattered, they as you jumped up, they, they re, rejuvenated and they begin to surround you again like you were like a sun and there were moons rotating you. And then they fly out from behind this creature and they both aim for its its back. It doesn't make a saving throw? Yes. A... Against 14, right? Dex? Yep. Okay, it saves one, does not save on the other. So you can roll damage for the other one. Or ha- half damage on one and full damage on the other, I'm assuming. Yep. Okay. So the first one was four, and the next one was seven. Four and seven. Four and seven of fire damage as it splashes against its back, and you see, like, one of them forms, like, a sort of deeper melting hole than the other one does. Uh, This creature just sort of staggers a little, Uh, but it doesn't seem to feel pain or anything like that. It's a a construct. Uh, It just has a single mission, which seems to be to punish the thief. Uh, So is that the end of your turn, V? You know, I, I think I'm going to take the attack of opportunity and try to slide halfway down towards my friends. All right, V, you duck and you start to slide down the ziggurat. Oh, God. Uh, and this thing... 
actually misses you. It doesn't manage to pin you quite yet. Uh, and you're, you, it's sort of, it's kind of slow. Let's say it's reeling from all the meteors and, and the fire damage, and it swings its huge fist at you, and it barely grazes the top of your head as you slide down the ziggurat. And you feel it, like, whooshing over your head, this, like, huge mass of crystal and, and bulk. Okay, and that is your turn. Uh, next up is going to be the gold one. It glows, and a laser beam shoots out of its forehead, and it smacks into the red one. And uh, even more, like, sort of crackling electrical, like, light energy, like, swirls around its fist, and it gets bigger and more powerful. Basically, it seems to get stronger uh, from its from its attack, uh, from this thing's move, rather. Uh, and next up is going to be Manaya. Manaya is going to be, is going to turn around mm-hmm. uh, really quick, mm-hmm. put her hands on uh, hand on Dewey's shoulder, and then if Oka's low enough, maybe grab them just a little bit. No, Oka's, Oka's all the way up there. <laughs> Oka's still all the way up there? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and say, I'm going forward. Watch your right. And she's going to go forward to this construct that's like on the steps, right? And she's going to take the a hammer side of her axe uh, and attempt to break its kneecap. Give me them toes. Don't clip that. Um... <laughs> 25. That does hit. Uh, so similar to V, like your your axe actually passes through like uh, a veil of shadowy, like black light energy, and you feel some resistance, like it's slowing down your hit uh, as it swings past, but you manage to break through it with your huge muscles, and you you slam into this thing, thing's like knee area, so roll damage. 17 damage. Bam! And 17 points of damage is enough to shatter shatter the knee. So it shatters and there's an explosion of sort of like pale blue crystal as like the bottom half of its leg falls down and it sort of awkwardly like falls. Holy heck, I have action surge. I'm going to use action surge because I have an extra attack, but I don't want to use it yet. I'd like to pull Shocker out of the way. Okay, great. Uh, You can do that. So as your action, you grab Shocker and are you moving out of the way? I just want to throw him back towards V. Um, okay, so why don't you make a ath- athletics check to see how far you get to chuck him. Uh, but as he's moving out of melee range from this thing, it will take an act of <laughs> an attack of opportunity against Shockor. No, it's not. When an enemy attacks an ally within five feet of me, I get an attack of opportunity. Okay, so you're gonna attack it, and you're gonna uh, you're gonna attack it as it attacks Shockor. Yep. Could I maneuver him behind me to take the attack instead? Depending on your athletics check, what did you get? 15. That is not going to be quite sufficient to absorb the blow for Shakor. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you're sort of fling. You've got a lot on your plate right now, Manai. You just sort of fling him. I mean, as he's, like, flying through the air, you see this, like, gold golem go, and it's not not golem. It's not a golem. It's a crystal construct. Um, it, it's a uh, fist rises, and it swings back, and it is going to try to pummel him. Uh, as that happens, roll attack against it. As you, you, your instincts sort of kick in, and as it's distracted by hitting Shakor, you take advantage of its distraction and you attack it. Uh, 17 to hit? Uh, 17 is just barely going to hit it. Uh, so okay. roll damage. Uh, you just barely cleave through through this veil of shadowy light. This creature is also going to hit. And it is going to hit Shockware for 20 points of damage. So what? What? how much damage did you hit it for? 16. And 16. I'm aiming for the, the elbow? elbow. The elbow of, of, its attacking, of its attacking arm? 
Of a sucking arm, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Trying to shatter that and, like, break it off. Sounds good. Uh, you shatter, you, you, with a 16, it does shatter uh, it off, and the, the arm sort of, similar to the leg, falls to the ground uh, with a gem on it. Um, and this creature sort of, like, like staggers a little from, like, the lost momentum. Um, but this arm, as it, right before it shatters, it cleaves into Shockwar's back as Shockwar is flying through the air, and this directional energy slams Shockwar onto the ground. And you hear him go, oof. And he splats. Uh, Shock War splatters against the ground uh, in a way that is not very, like, human-like. He forms sort of like a splat, like a a fleshy puddle on the ground. Uh, And V, because he, he, he splashes right next to you, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Um, That's what you I meant when you said eight. doughy? Yeah, he's doughy! What did you get? I got an eight. Okay, V, you are now poisoned uh, until the start of your next turn. So as a horrific sort of, like, fume of sort of, like, acidic kind of poisonous, like, noxious gas almost seems to rise from this splattered form of shakor. Um, it's like this, like, fle- like, a fleshy pancake that's sort of, like, dripping. And all four of you get a horrific flashback uh, to when the night when you first met, when you fell that huge flesh creature and it sort of disintegrated into a puddle of, that's the exact same smell that is now filling up this cavern. And you hear like Shockwar's voice kind of go, the chrysalis, the chrysalis. And then you hear the rattling of chains as he hits the ground. Uh, And next up is Midnight, is that the end of your turn, or do you have anything else you can do? No, an extra attack. Okay, go for it. <laughs> so I broke the arm off, or like the hand off. Yes, the hand with the gem on it, yep. Okay, I'm going to smash the gem. You're going you're gonna to smash the gem? I think we need the gem. Uh, in that case, I'm just going to attack the, the body? construct, like the body again, just like straight in its chest, try to like blow it up, I don't know, something like that. Sounds good. 12 plus 5 is what, 17? Yeah, 17. You sort of burst this crystal construct open. You sort of slam your axe against it and it explodes open into like a thousand different crystal shards. And Oka, from where you're flying, like some of them like hit you, like ding, 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 ding. They like hit your, your feathers in your face. And it sort of like collapses and like the rest of its body sort of like rolls down the ziggurat. Uh, so next up is going to be the, uh, the black gemmed uh, construct. Light comes out of its uh, the 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 gem in its chest, and it goes not toward the shattered remnants of the body, but toward the red gem still sort of in that fist, uh, and more like black sort of light wreaths around the the dismembered fist. Uh, that's going to be its turn. Next up is going to be Dewey with Oka on deck. Uh, Dewey's going to pull out a wrench from his bag, uh, which looks like disproportionately heavy. He's going to fly towards the yellow construct on the right with the forehead gem. Yeah, he's going to tell his sword to attack its hands. Okay, uh, so make an attack roll for your for your sword. Specifically trying to get rid of it or trying to, like, like, like cleave it out? Like, pluck um, it. I'm trying to distract because I want to do something. Okay, okay, go for it. 21. 21, uh, that is sufficient for your sword, right? Yep. Okay, so roll damage against this thing. A six damage? Six damage. Okay, your sword sort of, like, just starts whirling and slashing and cleaving at it. It leaves sort of, like, shallow, like, slashing marks. Whee! This is fun! Oh, this is so much fun! Are you having fun, Dad? 
you're you're doing great. And Dewey flies up to land on top of the head of this construct, and then he takes the wrench. And you're gonna try to pluck the the gem out of its forehead. Yep. Okay. Make a make a strength make a uh, athletics check with advantage because you have a crowbar. Okay. Oh, this is my wrench. It's my a wrench. Weapon. It's my weapon. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So make a uh, yeah, like a uh, athletics check with advantage. Okay. It's nineteen. Okay. Uh, with a nineteen, you like you you're you're going at it, and you you hear like sort of like a groaning, creaking noise, and then it uh, as it pops out of his forehead. Um, are you gonna try to grab it as it's like sailing through the air? Uh, yeah. Okay. I make guess. a make a dexterity check, a sleight of hand check. Nine. Uh, you miss it. Uh, it's sort of like, you're like, you do like, huh, 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 and then it, like, it goes through your feathery hands and it clinks onto the ground. And as that happens, you hear the goal, like, ugh, I keep using that word, that's not the word I want to use. Uh, the construct uh, go, voo, 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 and like the light that was emanating from its body dies down. Dude, he throws his hands up in the air, like, look, look at this, and then the, the thing collapses underneath him. And like, <laughs> yeah, and you fall down. I love that. So Dewey, you can get another point of inspiration uh, for that. You, you figured out my, my construct puzzle. Uh, so is that your turn, Dewey? I think so. Okay, uh, next is going to be the disembodied fist. It rattles on the ground, and it, like, f- it floats into the air, actually, as it's rattling. It seems extremely unstable, though, because it's been cut off from the rest of its body. And it is going to, poof, pummel into Manaya. <laughs> it's going to just... Kingdom Hearts-looking shit. King, Kingdom Hearts-looking ass motherfucker. Uh, it is going to hit you, Manaya, for, let's see, uh, 16 points of bludgeoning damage. And make a strength save for me. Come on, it should be less than that. It has no It has no muscles. It's been like... It's it has been no like, muscles. It's been powered up twice by its allies. Maybe so. 18. Okay, uh, that is just sufficient. Uh, you're able to sort of stand your ground, but let's say, like, for sake of flavor, uh, you sort of stagger a little bit uh, down the ziggurat, and then it's going to re- rear up again and try to pummel you, like, again, sort of like it did to oh me. <laughs> that is successful. Uh, you are going to take another 16 points of damage, a uh, bludgeoning damage. It's like it's like a huge thing of, like, pure... It's like getting hit by, like, a concrete battering ram, and it's, mm-hmm, goosh, mm-hmm. like, right into your chest. Because you're still upright. Make that save again. 23. That is sufficient. You're able to stand your ground. Let's say it's, like, uh, right on you, and you're, like, wrestling with it. With your, like, like maybe, like, with your axe, like, in between. Uh, and you're, like, oh, wrestling. No, just my hands. Oh, just your hands? Okay, like, you're wrestling against this, like, huge fist. Uh, and next up is going to be Oka. Oka, what do you do? I think Oka's, like, trying to, like, scramble against the ceiling okay. when their vision finally stops pulsing. Sure. And they, you know, kind of, like, shake, shake themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look down... The scene below, confused. Shakur is a puddle now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is completely broken. Dewey is waving his arms, but Oka doesn't really know why. I think first, Oka is going to fly down toward V and Shakur. Uh, and just kind of like a flyby, grab the crown off of V's head. Okay. V, are you going to contest like, this? If it's from above, I'm probably not noticing it, so... <laughs> I will go ahead and let it happen, but immediately have to be like, Oh, you took my crown! <laughs> yes, I did, V. Yes, I did. And Oka is going to kind of, like, go around the fight with Manaya versus the Broken Fist. Oka, as you're flying uh, with the crown in your hands, you feel it, like, it rattles a little in your hands, and it changes form. Uh, not form, but it changes size. It gets bigger and bigger. Goosh! Until it's about the size of maybe, like, your your, your chest. Oh and it gets heavier, too. Oh, boy. Okay. 
Oga, like, you know, it's a little bit harder to fly, but they are going to drop it back into to the chest. Cool. Uh, so, Oka, you fly, and you fly, and you fly around this chamber, uh, and then you drop this, like, now kind of big uh, crown into the chest. So why don't you make a dexterity check to see if you can you aim it correctly? Thank Natural you so much. 20. Natural 20! Okay. Natural 20. There's Natural 20. 20. Mine was just a little late. With a flying check, it's 23. 23. As you're flying around in this chamber, you drop uh, this crown, and it... Whirls through the air and a bam lands right smack dab in the middle of this slightly open treasure chest at the top of this ziggurat. Mm -hmm. And as soon as it's deposited back into the chest, uh, you hear a as the two remaining constructs, this fist and the the, the one with the uh, black gem, they both power down. And we are out of initiative. Nice, very smart thinking. Good job. I make a religion check on these constructs. Uh, what are you looking for? I'm trying to figure out their relationship to Udabathi. Sounds good. This chamber. Yeah, as you're just like looking giant. at everything in this chamber, like thinking about everything you saw in the corridor before, why don't you just make a religion check? Anyone else who wants to try to piece together all the things can also make a religion check if you want. A 16. Do we and I have E? Okay, Vinaya's not going to make a check. is going to be more interested in the puddle of Shakur. Yeah, okay, so while Oka is thinking about this, Dewey, are you also going to make a religion check? I did. Uh, I got 19. V, you go toward this puddle that was formerly your human friend, Doey. Sure, a uh, bald, yeah, kind of fleshy looking, okay, but definitely not like if he dies would not be turned into a puddle of noxious liquid. What the hell is happening here? Uh, so you go up to this this puddle and you see like like the robes that he was wearing sort of like shedded and you see like a, a, these, this like kind of like fleshy, like pale, like pink, like like gross kind of just like pile of, of noxious goo. Manaya, what are you doing as V approaches? She's going to catch her breath and sort of hold her torso. She probably got a few broken, more than a few broken ribs. Uh, and sort of shuffle over to V and say, well, I feel less bad about him perishing, but it doesn't look like we can trust anyone anymore. Honestly, I was planning to kill him at the end of this anyway, so this is actually probably for the best. So, as, as hold on. As that conversation's happening, I'm going to resolve the, the check uh, that Oka and Dewey made. So, the two of you are looking around at the chamber like, what the hell is going on? The colors... Black, gold, and red correspond to each of the heads of Yudabathi. Uh, black is for Suraksha, or protection. Uh, gold is for Thristi, or um, creation, or empowerment in this case. Uh, and red is for Vinash, or destruction. So it appears that each three of these constructs has been gifted a different gem, imbuing them with a different aspect of Yudabathi. So whatever is, and but the, the, another thing to note, these constructs are not the size of regular people. They were the size of a giant, all three of them. So they were likely made in the image of a giant. And based on the treasure and the fact that all this fighting stopped when the, the treasure was returned, this chest, you know, surprise, surprise, was definitely a trap or like some sort of test designed to test your greed or to, to test if you would leave this alone. Uh, so yeah, now you have the, this uh, yellow quartz uh, gem on the ground. You have this like fist sort of on the ground with the ruby still in it and the obsidian still in the other uh, construct. And uh, Manaya and V, as the two of you are talking, both of you hear sort of a from the puddle. Hello, friend. Hear me in there. 
そうそう I need a soul Oh no 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 Maya's gonna like pull V and step back Okay, as you as you pull V and step back, this this bubble it doesn't seem to like like take Shockwar's form or anything. It's just like sort of pathetically like on the ground. It seems to be completely weakened, not dead yet, but very weakened. Um, and as you look at it, why don't the two of you just make like a perception check for me as you're looking at this puddle? I'm staring in horror at the puddle. Uh, I think Oka also comes uh, and lands down ver- like very tentatively. Like, okay. And it's kind of like almost like peeking around Manaya to look at it, you know? Okay. Yeah, all four of you sort of look at this thing like, ew. Manaya and V, what did you get for your perception checks? I got a 10. 10? 25. Manaya, you notice something odd. Almost like a, a like a like a garden hose shape coiled within the the discarded robes. V, V, we need fire. We need fire now. We need it big. We need it here. Mm. Oh, I need... Oh, burn it! Burn I've it. got two meteors left, and I'm just gonna, gonna s- slam them into the puddle. Okay, I won't even make you roll for it because this thing is 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 on its last knot legs. As you slam, as you burn this thing, uh, you hear it go. Forgive me, my God! Uh, and then it dies. You scorch it. <laughs> into oblivion and when your two meteors have finished burning there's nothing left behind but just a black scorch mark and the smell of something awful is the chain tube thingy whatever still there the only thing left behind are some coiled up chains my god these chains are look very familiar they resemble the chain sort of dangling off of that horrific kind of demonic creature y'all fought in episode one uh yeah no, that's what I need to destroy, V. Uh, do you have anything more? I mean... Ho- ho- I ho- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. okay, we... Hold on. We need to destroy those things. I know. Hold on. Uh, okay, it's gonna super tented, like... I feel like when you're with a group of your friends and you have to clean something up and it's like 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 the one person goes out from the group really slow yeah. and like, you know, like touches it with a stick kind of thing... <laughs> Uh, I think Oka is basically going to do that using, like, the tip of their sword to, like, kind of, like, hook, like, a loop of the chain, basically, and lift it up. Okay. Uh, There's, like, still some, like, gross, acidic, poisonous sludge slicking off of it as you lift it. Seems like a regular chain. Mm -hmm. Ew. Uh. Uh. Huh. Well, in a good news, bad news situation, the bad news is we've lost a little bit of healing power, but on the good news, uh, I never intended him to leave this cave, so that's been taken care of for us. I told you I could heal. What? You can heal? You've seen me do it. Manaya coughs. We've saved some of your healing power for now, for this moment. You are prepared for this moment now. This is your time to shine. Uh, so are y'all, do we, are you gonna heal Manaya and Orvi? Yeah. Okay. How, how does your healing work as an artificer? Um, I have cure wounds. Okay. Oh, I didn't know they had that. Like stitching, like suturing? Yeah, I think that's... Or like applying like an ice pack and like some healing poultices that you would Or like a splint, yeah. Yeah, okay, sure. So why don't you cast Um... cure wounds, but let's flavor it in a more alchemical way. 
Manaya gets nine points, uh, and V gets eight. I'm just like wrapping it up tight so you don't like move and hurt yourself more. Cool. Like you splint it in kind of a smart yeah. way. Cool. Maybe also like a gel, like a nice soothing gel or something. Vapor rub. Vapor rub. You put some tiger balm on that shit. <laughs> Give him like a can of Sprite and say, walk it off, champ. Walk it off. Uh, <laughs> arnica gel. Arnica. <laughs> yeah. Some CBD oil. Uh, so now the four of you are in this chamber uh, alone and no longer being harassed by constructs or by shock core. What the hell was that about? Um, you sort of see this yellow quartz sort of discarded on the ground and you see like the ruby glittering in the fist of this thing um, and the black uh, obsidian shard sort of jutting uh, from this this third crystal construct. And now that everything's died down, all four of you see clearly three divots in the wall, um, each sort of like in a different shape that seems to resemble one of these three gems. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go pick up the yellow one. Mm-hmm. Okay, do we pick up the yellow yellow quartz? Let's say the rest of you. Uh, Oka's still handling the chain uh, with their sword. Could I use my hunter's bane on it? What does that do? It just means that I have uh, advantage on wisdom saves to track monsters and intelligence checks to recall information about them. Yeah. So why do I you guess just... like I'm trying to see? Yeah, if this is like a monster, like. Like, what is this? Maybe a little bit more insight. Why was this left behind? Yeah. So why don't you roll, uh, make an intelligence check with advantage on that. Manaya V? I guess I'm going to go to the other, the third sort of crystal and try to get it out. The the obsidian one or the, the ruby? Uh, the obsidian one. Okay. You walk over, you sort of limp over uh, to the obsidian one. How are you trying to get it out? You said these things are pretty large, right? Yeah, they're about like maybe like this big. Like about the size of your head. Can I like almost like climb? So I'm like on the shoulders of this thing and just like try to like like rip it out the best. With your bare hands? Okay, that's an athletics check. <laughs> Go for it, uh, Manaya. What about you? Uh, I think Manaya's trying to calm herself down. Probably sitting uh, by the wall. Okay. Sitting, sitting up against the wall. Um, and Oka, what did you get on your roll? One. This seems to be like a, an a, an aspect of Shakur left behind. You can sort of like feel this sort of like, okay, this sort of magical energy is radiating, radiating off of it, Oka, but it is not a kind of magical energy you have ever felt before in your natural life. Uh, the only other comparison that makes sense is to the other strange creatures that have now spawned after the stars and the gods disappeared. Uh, they sort of radiate the same kind of like I don't even, it's not even dark energy, right? Necromancy is dark magic, is forbidden blood, blood magic, right? This isn't even necromancy. This is like, almost like anti-magic, almost like a lack of magic, sort of like radiating off of this thing that due to its void, due to its vacuum, possesses presence in and of itself. So as long as this chain is intact, Shakur, you know, could be reformed some way, but not naturally. Some sort of ritual would have to be undertaken to bring Shakur back. Great. That is what I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. In that case, Oka is going to get back on the ground, mm-hmm. kind of like ruffle around in their pack, mm-hmm. uh, pull, pull out their hunting trap. Okay. Uh, like, like they're just kind of like doing this, you know, without saying anything. They set it up, pry open the teeth, uh, and they're gonna take uh, again with the tip of their sword the chain, uh, and then just like dangle it and then let it drop. 
they're trying to break the chains. Okay, so how does the honey trap work? The creature or target would have to make a 13 DC deck save. Okay, it fails automatically. Uh, uh, so it'll take damage. Yeah, so roll damage. As that's happening, V, what did you get on your th- athletics check? I rolled a six. Okay, uh, you... <laughs> What this means is you you are groaning and straining and grunting and and you you're 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 almost certain you're like pulling something as you're trying to get this thing out and it will not budge. Yeah. So uh, after all of that struggling, I'm just gonna cast knock on it. <laughs> nice. How do, what does this look like? Well, I'm like I'm <laughs> trying everything, trying to leverage my body on top of these shoulders until I'm just like left in a huffing puddle of V on top of these shoulders, and I'm like, I grab my hand and I just like, there's like a bright flash from my gem into the this forehead, and you hear a loud crack for 300 feet in every direction, and it just pops out. Yep, it pops out, and it... I think that's the same moment that the... Yep. That the trap closes. <laughs> the trap closes, closes at the, the same time. You know? <laughs> yep. uh, how much damage did you roll? Me. Four points of damage. Okay, as it clamps shut, that four points of damage, uh, you see it, like... It severs, like, one end of the chain. And as that chain is sh- severed from the rest of it, it disintegrates into dust. Uh, I'm going to put the... I'm going to fly the gem up to the wall. Okay, the, the yellow quartz, you pick it up and you fly it over to the wall, and then you put it into the, the, the shape that seems to fit it the best, I'm assuming? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as you put it in, there's like a noise as like two golden lines extend from like the top and the bottom, and it and it like forms like all the way around the circular chamber. Like, and it meets like back in the ziggurat. Sort of like Tron, like the Tron lines. <laughs> And I'm going to go back to stand with the party. Okay. I'm going to cast Mage Hand to grab this new obsidian uh, crystal for me and put it in the matching Okay. Divot. You put it in the matching hole, and the same thing happens. But now, like, a black line comes out. All the way. There's just the ruby left. I'll get it. Okay. Uh, Oka, are you still holding the chain? Good world. I destroyed it. It went to dust, right? Uh, one half of it. So like you, you, oh, there's, the, there's still half of it left. Yeah. Fine. I'll just keep putting it in there until it's all gone. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. While you're doing that, and I think it works. You're just like making it smaller and smaller. You're reducing it by halves. Uh, Manaya, are you going to be? I can do this all day. Are you going to pluck the ruby out of the fist? Uh, no, she's still catching her breath. Okay. Wa- watching Oka intently. <clears throat> do we, V? Are either of you going to take the ruby out? I'll do it with the wrench. Okay. Please already strained herself and is injured. That's true, has popped something. Uh, Dewey, you take the wrench and using your uh, check from before, you're able to pluck it out pretty easily. You go, you fly over to the wall and you you slide the ruby in and the same thing happens, like a red line and meets sort of in the middle of this chamber. And now that all three uh, are put in, there's like a great rumbling, like a and the lines seem to glow like really, really bright. Um, and then the three gems seem to recede into the wall. And as they recede into the wall, they sort of form like a, like a, a circle, almost like someone's on the other side, like cutting in with a laser cutter, like all the way around. And then it, that, that section of the wall pops out, falls onto the ground, revealing a perfectly circular, just like when you entered, perfectly circular tunnel uh, leading deeper into the mines, or rather into the god spine. And there's something different about this tunnel from everything else. First of all, it's smaller. Um, and second of all, 
the walls are made of pure crystal, just like sort of when you came in. It's like beautiful crystal gems. Have I finally gotten the chain down to the point where... Yeah, you've crushed it all into dust. Yep, yep. In that case, uh, Oka will pack their stuff back up uh, and walk over to Manaya and offer her their hand. Help her stand. Manaya coughs again, and holding their torso with one hand, they accept the offer and stand. It's like, we have a ways to go. Oka will also, when their hands clasp... Uh, Oka will cast Healing Hands, and you'll get six more HP back. Thank God. Okay. V is going to look at the puddle that was her faithful follower, uh, look up at the, the, you know, treasure trove where the crown was put in, and then look to the tunnel and just be like, are we ready to go? Yes. I guess. You're staying in the middle of the time, V. As long as you can keep those medias from hitting us, I think I think we'll be quite all right. Uh, and now the four of you sort of gather yourselves, you heal yourselves a little after this intense battle, and you walk through this tunnel. Um, the cigar is burned to such a point that you know that your one hour is almost up. Yep, I will go ahead and pull a new one. Great, so it. hour one is done, and now you're on to hour two. As you're walking down this corridor, looking around at all these like crystalline, like little like gems, like jutting out from the wall all around you, you proceed, you proceed, you proceed, and then all four of you see a figure embedded into the wall, uh, sort of like a little ways, maybe like like fifteen feet down. The four of you see because everything's like kind of translucent, translucent crystal. You see someone like in the middle, almost like they were like eaten by the wall. I don't know. Um, but their body is not like an, in like a, ah, it's not like, ah, help me. They're actually sort of like just standing there with their eyes closed, with their arms completely still at their sides. Um, and this is sort of like a young man with dark skin, sort of like short, dark hair, um, some stubble. Uh, and he's sort of dressed in like a miner's outfit. Uh, Oka moves forward and, you know, kind of like, even like raps on the wall once, you know? Mm-hmm. You hear sort of like a hollow, like, tunk, 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 as you like rap on the wall. Not a hollow, but like a, just like a tunk, tunk noise because you're rapping on like crystal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, V is going to walk closer to him, like have the lit cigar, like real close to like get a good look at the face. And yeah, stuff. he's, he looks kind of like, he's like an average looking dude, like maybe in his twenties. Um, you see like a hard hat on. He doesn't have a pickaxe with him, but he has like these like dirty kind of clothes and he's sort of like just suspended in the crystal. You can't tell if he's dead or not. He's just sort of there. His eyes are closed either way. Um, he's just sort of standing there, like floating, like suspended in the crystal. Who's going to actually hurry forward uh, and see mm-hmm. if there are more? As you hurry down, them, the road splits. Uh, and as the road splits in either direction, this fork, you see more bodies encased in the walls, like uh, in either direction. Just you see like a young a young woman, you see an older man, you see a turtle, you, know, you see a dragonborn, uh, you see a halfling, like just these are the missing miners. They are all embedded in the wall in like a perfect, like perfectly like just still, just like all of them have their arms just by their sides and their eyes are just closed, almost like they're mannequins or dolls. Mm-hmm. And we don't recognize any of them? Well, not personally, uh, but they're all dressed in sort of like minor, minor outfits. is not looking. I think Oka casts their own light uh, and just, you know, at whim, picks one of the tunnels and starts like 
going? You know, walking faster down it. Okay. Just, okay. just to, like, look, you know? As you walk faster down, there are more branches. There are more roads. Like, it gets more and more complex, you know? Like, there's more branching off, not just mm-hmm. to the left and the right, but to the top. There's, like, a, stra- a tunnel straight up. Like, 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 if something could float up there, and you could see, like, the boots of someone, like, you know, as you're casting your light, like, the boots of someone, like, embedded above you. Um, this almost feels like an ant colony of some sort, or something like that. Um, and you also see, like, uh, tunnels going down, like, straight, like, sh- moving downward. They're moving in, all, like, a three-dimensional way, not just straight, like a, a, a two-dimensional platform. Because fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, and like kind of like you know like circles back and goes down the other one and if it's the same deal it's like the sa- it's like, sort of like the same know, deal back. yep there's just pe- there are people just trapped in the walls the crystalline walls of the god spine within this <sighs> i don't know abandoned giant stronghold or tomb as you were told there are no giants though nope they're all like people and with that uh, all these people these trapped miners who have been taken by the rage you have found where they've been taken uh, you see they're, they're just completely, they almost look serene. They almost look peaceful, like, like, like they're sleeping, like in, in the deepest sleep of their lives. They're closed faces, they're still faces, their hands by their side, sides. The four of you gaze in horror and confusion and shock around at the tunnels and the walls beside you. And we will end the session there upon this discovery. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Transplaner. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. Music is by Connie Chong, CIS, and Fezzelian Studios, used with permission. Audio mixing is done by Mike Graham. Give Mike a follow on Twitter at OMikeGram. That's O-H, Mike, M-I-K-E, Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M. Soundscape design this episode is by Vincent McElroy of Heroes in Progress. New podcast episodes drop every other Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at Transplaner RPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Transplaner RPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very special thank you to our Patreon paragons. Abigail Rytel, Azra... Brooke Bright, Cassidy Barnes, Charles, Chiacres, Cora Eckert, Lex Slater, Moonflower T, Purple Mouse, and Risa. 